Buckle up your pant legs and zip up your hats. You're listening to Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. And we've got a guest today from Zero to Zero, the artist of Paradise Killer. It's... <gasps> oh, oh. Oh, Lauren oh. is leaving the room. Oh, oh, you're, talk- you're talking about me. Hi, I'm Gigalithic uh, from Zero to Zero and uh, Paradise Killer. Welcome to the podcast, Gigalithic. I'm sorry, I was going to say your name, but then I coughed up a lung. That's okay. I thought that was a bit. I thought it was a bit also, so... No, I I took a deep breath and genuinely started (laughs) hacking and wheezing. Okay. Hello. Hi, welcome. Yeah, glad to be here, as always. Thank Um, you. Now any other guests that we have, I'll have to do that exact same intro for them. Exactly. And Lest yeah. I be accused of, of co-host bias. Exactly. Giga says they're happy to be here as always, because Giga's actually in the background of every episode. This is just I the, am. This is the first time they've been allowed to speak. So. Yeah, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't. I didn't think I was a guest. I thought it was, yeah, it was just one of the hosts. I mean, this is the first time I've mic'd you up. But yeah, I mean, if you've listened to any Zero to Zero episode, you know that Giga is, you know, hiding under my does this, keyboard. Does this mean I can take off the GIMP suit? No. No, no, no. Oh, no. Okay. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, we've we've finished our our main episodes about Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, but we wanted to do a little a little wrap up as well as uh, we've watched the pilot for the cartoon, and we can talk about that. Boy, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, I think we could start about start up on that. Okay. Um, unless I... unless either of you have any any bits prepared. No. 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 I. Uh... No, I'm I'm not funny, so. <laughs> okay. Um, but I, uh, yeah. It. I mean, it's not good. It's not good. It, it's a little hard to judge because it's not done. You know. Yeah, it's an animatic. But like an animatic, the purpose of an animatic within like animation production is to kind of get like a. It's it's similar to like a storyboard, but it's like seeing a storyboard and how it's paced out in Mm -hmm. real time and uh i don't think that reflects particularly well like going uh, ignoring the art style ignoring of course all of the visual stuff it just i have nothing um, there's nothing i want to criticize about the visuals there's some things that i want to praise about the visuals (laughs) i i really like the part where sora turns into a screen grab of himself from kingdom hearts (laughs) Um, (laughs) that part was good the the best bit of animation is the uh the still image of jafar getting flung out the door (laughs) i i will say i did laugh my ass off at that but yeah it's beautiful um i can see why this didn't get made yes and i would go as far as to say that it shouldn't have been made i have to agree it's just like um it's just kind of a very um by the numbers adaptation of the video game. I actually thought that it made some changes that I found very bad. That's what I'm saying, but like worse. Right, to like, like put it into like a very generic shape of a cartoon. Yeah, it removes Riku's agency. Riku's not allowed to make bad decisions and be evil. He's he's a puppet. Much like in the game. It does give him a sword, though, which is pretty epic. He has like a katana. It's not the Soul Eater because the eye would be too scary. I think. <laughs> yeah, he gets the Soul Eater eventually, but he does have a sword as a child on the island. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. His uh, like when he gets the Soul Eater, 
it's not like it's not the soul eater. It has like a katana grip and it does not have the yeah. eye. Yeah. Uh I don't think we need to like go through uh point by point, but just a, a general overview of the plot. Sora on the gummy ship has a flashback to the night that the Destiny Islands fell. Uh, he wakes up and he's like, I'm no hero, but Goofy says, you'll be a hero. And Sora says, no, I'm just a kid. They go to Agrabah for no particular reason, but I guess that's true of the game, too, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, to look for Riku and Kairi. Riku is there. He's he's like secretly working for Maleficent in a more like direct way than he is in the game. Yeah. He's like bowing to Maleficent and shit. He, like, leads them to the Cave of Wonders to grab the lamp, and then, uh, gets, he, okay, I'll just say some shit happens, and Sora has a hero moment, and then Riku goes away, and I'll leave it at that. Uh, Riku gets very evil, like, obviously, to fully mask off evil, and then goes, "Oh, oh, uh, just kidding, and Sora's like, cool. (laughs) <laughs> it's very confusing because the scheme is to, like, openly reveal how evil he is, then pretend that he was being controlled by the lamp. Yeah. So that Sora will think that Riku is a puppet of evil when he's actually just evil? Well, I think Aladdin it's... is nowhere to be seen. That's... <laughs> That's a good point. I think what happened is that Riku revealed he was evil, thought he was going to win. He lost, so then he had to pretend that... Oh, I was kidding. Yeah, I was just Whoa, kidding. Oh no, don't kidnap me, villain! Yeah, yeah. like, Riku's a, a shithead, but he's not this much of a shithead. Yeah. Which is funny, because at the start, when he meets Sora in Agrabah, and they hug, I was like, oh, Riku's oh, a lot yeah. nicer than, than he was when he met Sora in this. But no, he's already fully Maleficent-pilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have like there's I can praise three things. And mm-hmm. one of the things is one of the things you mentioned to me, Sam, which is uh Kyrie gets to kick something. So that's good. She yes. kicks a heartless directly in the head. That is more is than she good. does in in all eleven games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, okay. D- disappointing. But uh not all not all not of all them. not all of them, yeah. She will get to do more than that eventually. Yes. In the first two games. <laughs> Well, uh, well, great, but it was it was good to see. Yeah, anyway, that was good to see. Um, I, I think that I think that the way they showed Riku getting jealous of Sora's new friends was actually better executed in this cartoon than yeah, in, in, in the game. Yeah, in the game, he's just jealous immediately, and just when he meets them, <laughs> and just looking through a window directly at Goofy as he's like, "I'm jealous." Yeah, Goofy yeah. waves at him. It it is a little weird though because. My understanding of the cartoon version is that Riku is already evil. Mm-hmm. It's more like because because he summoned the Heartless, right? Because he like but he like, like snaps his fingers to summon but to also make them the, leave. The Jiminy Cricket thing is also like, but 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 not his friends weren't so lucky, and one of them got led down a dark path. Oh, that was yeah. Jiminy Cricket. I, did, I thought it was someone doing a really bad goofy. That makes more sense. No, that was, was Jiminy Cricket. Cricket. Not only was that Jiminy Cricket, that was the actual Jim- mm-hmm. Jiminy Cricket voice oh, actor. I the s- entire voice cast is the same, is the except same, yeah. for oh, weird. Sora. It just, I guess Wait, I th- so that's not? That's not? No, that is not Sora. That's interesting. I was like... That he sounded, he does does a very good Sora voice. I will. He say. was a kid from some boy band, Varsity something or other. Hmm. 
last good thing, I thought Maleficent looked cool because she had like weird like darkness tendrils coming out of her legs, and that was yes. nice. yeah, I, 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 I did like that. And and then and oh, and then I guess fourth is we already mentioned it, but Jafar just getting <laughs> getting bla- blasted off into space was pretty cool. Yeah, yes, he if, might have. Well- if they did make the the show for real and give it a fully animated pilot, I would say don't change that one bit. Yeah, yeah it's just it's just you, the numbers are up there and everything. You still like it cut out. I I liked. Uh, I liked having Jiminy Cricket as a narrator. I, did I thought too. that that that's better than what he gets to do in the games, where you often forget that he's there at all. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why that's probably why I didn't recognize his voice because you know just watching the cutscenes and stuff, I barely heard Jiminy Cricket at all. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't show up for very many voiced scenes at all. No, either. most of the words that he says are him summarizing the story in the journal in the menu. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense for his role as narrator in this. Um, yeah, no, I thought that that was a good choice. It's still weird. It's a yeah. weird, weird, weird animatic. Um, yeah, it's really weird that they go to Agrabah at all and don't encounter any characters. And then, like, I don't know if this has, like, legs for the series, because a lot of the character development that happens over the course of, like, several hours in the game happens in, like, five minutes. Yeah, which, you know, that's fine. It's a pilot. He's already met Donald and Goofy. Like, I don't know. It, it, on that subject, though, that was one of the things that I disliked about it the most is that it kind of reframed their entire dynamic uh, as like Sora is the cool, reluctant hero who who is just like, I don't want to fight the heartless. I just want to find my friends. I'm no hero. I'm just a kid. And Donald and Goofy are just like bumbling sidekicks mm-hmm. in a way that I really didn't like. Yeah. I um. Like, they get to Agrabah, and Sora's like, come on, just, can we keep a low profile this time? I don't I don't want to draw attention to us any more than we have to. And then they're like, Kyrie, Riku, and Sora's like, oh, God, these idiots. Yeah, you're right, because yeah. Sora is, like, actually the the most, like, happy-to-be-a-protagonist protagonist that exists, basically. Yeah, like, so. He's, he is absolutely just going with the flow. He's going the fuck ho. Yeah. Um... Oh, you know what? I liked when Donald Duck got a feather plucked out of his ass. That was pretty funny. I did. I I sent <laughs> I sent fun. Sam a screenshot of the heartless the JPEG that like <laughs> pops up behind him before it's like he some, does that. It's like some of the best art in the whole animatic. Someone mm-hmm. really loved that bit. The um it's, it's it's weird though, like Donald doesn't do any magic in this. Sora does more magic than Donald does. Yeah, Donald mainly just hits people. Donald hits one Shadow Heartless with his staff, and that's all he does in the whole thing. The, uh, I really do, I like the, um, establishing shot of the gummy ship. For some reason, it's just very funny to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that we get, we, we get to see Sora, like, in the sort of cabin, like, waking up in bed at the start. I thought that was, I thought that was a cool little touch. Yeah, it looks like he, it looks like he's, like, in a Mass Effect bunk, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It just starts playing, um, the, um, it, I, it's framing the dark side as, like, the big bad Heartless, <laughs> which I think is kind of funny. The tutorial Heartless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, uh, I think there's only two other notes that I have. Number one is, uh, I did think it was very funny, even though I didn't like this version of Goofy, the part where he, he like, looks for Riku and Kairi inside, like, a big ceramic pot. 
in Agrabah, mm-hmm. and he puts the lid back on and turns around, and then it reveals that it's one of the pot heartless. Yeah, and it windmill kicks him in the face with its spindly legs. Yeah, and then he just kind of stumbles around and defeats several other heartless. Yeah, again, he like he doesn't do any fighting. He just is like he's stupid at the heartless, and they all die about it. Mm-hmm. Which in Which some ways is kind love. of what Goofy should do in character. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what he does do. He just kind of, like, messily runs into people or spins around. Um, but I, I think know. Goofy... He's a little more Goofy confident. in the games has a real a real sense of maturity that always catches you off guard. And yeah, he's always charming. very... Um, it's kind of funny, like, uh, like, repeatedly I would, like, he's the most emotionally intelligent and observant of the three. Yeah, I mean, it's um, not going to be Donald, that's for sure. Yeah, what? no, but he's, he's like, he'll always see things that Sora and Donald don't. Mm-hmm. Isn't that kind of the joke, though, that it's like Donald's supposed to be the smart one, but then Goofy Goofy's, like, always actually more perceptive. It's kind of that, like, whole dynamic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I like that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but I have great news about the pilot, is that uh, the pilot is not immune to lore, there was yeah. something in the pilot that I found absolutely fascinating, oh, whether yeah. or not it's canon, which I don't think I think it is, but it's when we get an but establishing shot of the castle at Hollow Bastion, mm-hmm. and it pans up, starting on an upside-down underwater castle that's, like, growing out of the bottom of it. Yeah. Hmm. And then it pans up to the main castle. Uh-huh. That... That is very interesting, and I don't think that that is actually lore for the main, for the actual series, but that is an image that will be repeated in a I mean, very important location eventually. But that is just what Hollow Bastion's, um, that's what Hollow Bastion's world art looks like. Uh, I know that the, the in space has the, uh, here, let me, okay, let me look at this. Yeah, no, I can, I can show you. But, but Blitzball referees have to live somewhere, and that's where they go. <laughs> Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't notice that. Here, I'll 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 repost this somewhere that Drew can see it. But yeah, it's like the castle oh. is growing out of the mountains and underneath it there's an upside down structure that also has the heartless emblem. Hmm. And it kind of looks like a spiky upside down castle. I never noticed that before. Yeah, Hall of Bastion's really interesting visually. I God mean, damn. it's just it's just the coolest place. Putting uh, putting that back on my list of shit that I want them to get more into at some point. What yeah. the hell is that? I don't know. I think it, in some ways, is probably supposed to symbolize, like, um, the, maybe in part, the, the water, the upside down waterfalls, uh, that, like, you start at. And maybe in some ways, it's the, you know, reference, it's a reference, because this is where Ansem is from, a reference to, like, the underground where the Heartless came out of. Sure, but and like that's cool, but I want in Kingdom Hearts 4 to go to the upside down castle under all. Oh yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> this is great by the way. Now I, just like the end of the most recent 0 to 0, I'm just looking at this smiling thumbnail of Nicolas Cage. Exactly. But now Hollow Bastion is there too. Yeah. It's what more do you need? I hope Nicolas Cage is in Kingdom Hearts 4. Um he could be. He's uh, in the MCU. No, he could be Spider no, Spider Noir. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Spider Verse is an MCU. My bad. It could also be. Um, it's, it could also oh. be referential to you know with the bubbles. Or uh, he could just. Be, he could just be Ghost Rider. That's Marvel. 
Yeah. I guess he could. Nicholas Cage finally reprises his role as Ghost Rider. Yeah, there's Kingdom just a Ghost Rider world in Kingdom Hearts. 4. Ghost Rider world. Okay, but that would actually be really. Oh, cool, it would though. be sick as hell. Like Biker Sora. Really like, are what, you kidding me? What happens when he gives Donald Duck the penance stare? Uh, uh, Donald, Donald Duck, Duck sees, has never sinned. He, no, he only sees he sees Daisy in there, and she's just like Donald, and he dies, and he turns into a rock. <laughs> Ghost Rider does, you mean? No, no, Donald. Oh, I thought you were going to say it backfires on it because Donald has such a pure soul. Oh, no, no. Donald you. Donald. Donald. Perfect. <laughs> Donald is, uh, Donald hasn't done anything wrong, but he does have guilt. <laughs> My beautiful boy. <laughs> uh, I think that's all I had to say about the pilot. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Uh yeah. So other than other than that, we were just going to talk about about the game in general. How uh so Giga, you finished the game. I Drew, did. are you are you still playing it? Well, I was in the Grand Canyon for a week, so no. <laughs> I haven't played it. You didn't game. bring it? Yeah, you didn't bring it. You didn't have the units treatment through your Switch. Uh no, yeah. I mean, I I played it on PC and I didn't, you know, I already had like 40 pounds in my back and I thought that'd be too much. Yeah, okay. Why for didn't sure. you take whatever was already in there and then get rid of it so that you could bring that's a good that's a good point i didn't probably I mean, they did recently install those electric outlets <laughs> at the bottom of the canyon uh-huh right yeah i well i didn't know about that because i'm um i didn't prepare at all and i um, did i did want food and not a computer in my in my pack okay that's uh-huh. that's fair i guess i mean kingdom hearts is food for your soul um, we do. Speaking of Kingdom Hearts being food for the soul, we actually we have big, big news uh, because we are recording this on election night. I don't know how bad it is out there right now oh or how bad it's going to be out there very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do have confirmation that we will be sending our first confirmed Kingdom Hearts fan to Congress. Oh, thank God. Oh. So congratulations to Maxwell Alejandro Frost. U.S. House candidate in Florida. We we did it, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Simple and clean, just triumphant. Simple and clean. The orchestral <laughs> mix. Yeah, that's the so that's that's something I, I'd like to talk about. That's interesting to me is that the the orchestral mix of Simple and Clean doesn't actually use the melody from Simple and Clean. It uses the mel- melody from Hikari, which is the uh, the Japanese oh, yeah. version of Simple and Clean. Yeah, I never actually noticed that. But yeah, yeah, it goes do 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 do. Whereas, like the Simple and Clean has the higher and lower. Yeah, huh. yeah. I mean, it, I yeah the the track the the orchestral track is called Hikari. Mm, okay, that makes sense because it is yeah, Hikari. I, you know, it makes sense when you think about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, what what did what did we all think of Kingdom Hearts one as as an intro to a franchise that will that will that will grow so much? I think it's really good, uh, to be honest. I, I think it's got really high highs and some pretty low lows, um, <laughs> but altogether, narratively, um, like I think it gets by mostly on its narrative. I there's a lot I have to say, <laughs> um, but I, I do think. That it's a really kind of wonderful and uh, singularly well handled 
at least in terms of video games, narrative about um, maturing and going from adolescence into, like, becoming a teen and realizing that, you know, things are changing, that you can't stay forever. You're finding new hairs in new places. Yeah. I mean, we did say in our first episode that the whole game is a music video about going through people. And and you're right. Like, uh, but it's, uh, it's about sort of, you know... Like, moving, like, finding new friends, uh, like, can you keep your old friends when you find your new ones, uh, being separated by circumstances out of your control, it's very, like, about being a teen, um, and I think that it really effectively, uh, metaphorizes a lot of those elements in a way that's not direct, like, like, it's not directly about that, but it is about that, you know? It is interesting that it carries those themes, considering that it is a game about running around with Donald Duck. <laughs> I know, and it's weird, but Donald Duck is like your new friends at your new school, right? Kyrie and Riku are like your old friends, and like, you can hold on to those friendships, but things change, and people change and grow. Uh, and right, they, they become Disney adults. Exactly. And there's a there's the angst that goes with that that Riku and Sora both go through in different ways. And by the end of the franchise, Sora will be a Disney adult. Exactly, he's going to be living in the new Disney community, like in the trailer. Oh, um, the uh, gameplay wise, I think that Kingdom Hearts One gets a lot of shit for its combat, which I don't think is fair. I think it works really well. Uh, I think it works way better against groups of enemies than it does against singular bosses. And so the boss battles tend to be kind of boring in my experience. A um, lot of them. I do. I, I will always love the uh, the one-on-one fight against Dark Riku. Yes, those are really, like, that one's really good. The um, Any boss that's a giant guy uh, and you're flying around, they're swimming around, sucks ass. Uh, just very bad. Um, yeah. Chernabog, Ursula, uh, big, big boat Ansem. Okay, he's uh, a big boat. He's a big boat. Okay, but the he's fucking, the fucking bats, the bats that summon the laser beams, and you can't do shit about them because you can't kill the bats because you're constantly getting hit by laser beams. It's a bad fight. Oh yeah, Drew, you wouldn't have personally dealt with those. I mean, what was it? What was it like watching it all in cutscenes? I feel like there was a lot that I was filling in that I didn't expect to be filling in. <laughs> well, no, I think I think it was good. I think it was a good way to do it because I think the cutscenes give you like the skeleton of it, and you know, it would it would give me questions to ask. Um, I mean, I think personally, I think <laughs> talking, I guess, shop a little bit. I think it's good for the podcast because I come in with being like, "Huh, I feel like I'm missing something," and then you fill it in, and I feel like that mm-hmm. way we have like the whole story there. Uh, yeah, in that, like way, that in that way, and I think that's good. But yeah, no, like you, um, I just did it out of guilt because I was like, I can't possibly ask you to watch a let's play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or God I mean, forbid, ask you to play it. Yeah, I mean, I think that. I mean, I you know, if 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 I lived a different life where I could play this alongside this, I would. But that's mm-hmm. just I don't have that kind of time. But uh, mm-hmm. but um, and also I am I'm still not liking playing Kingdom Hearts One very much. At this that point. is totally, totally reasonable. It, like it's, it's rough at points. 
I do like, think it picks but, up when the combat starts to give you more, yeah, like, abilities. I, I'll say that a lot of... Um, and when you don't have to play Tarzan anymore. Yeah. A lot of the issues with the game come from the level design, uh, yeah. which is, in many ways, not good. And is all the more baffling that uh, Deep Jungle and uh, Hollow Bastion exist in the same game. <laughs> Two of the, like, one of the worst levels I've ever played in any video game, and one of the best levels I've ever played in one video, any video game, in one game, together. I'm actually surprised, because I, I love Hollow Bastion, but I dread playing it whenever I replay that game, which admittedly I don't do very often, but... I don't know, it's... it's- so densely packed with puzzles, I feel like there's ev- like something to do everywhere I go. The enemies I are mean, very tanky. Yeah. Uh, well, the main thing is we haven't we didn't talk about this because there was no reason to. The long, long elevators. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I think that if I'm replaying the game, I'm going to play it in such a way that I do not have to go back and forth on those elevators more than twice <laughs> um but yeah that is those do drag they should have the uh the fucking world of warcraft mod where you can play bejeweled while you wait <laughs> yeah i i uh the elevators were were a bit annoying but i think that that's more of a pacing thing than an actual level design thing mm-hmm. um altogether i felt like the level design hollow bastion was really strong yeah, and I, and I think, you know, ultimately where I land is even if I'm not liking playing the game, it's kind of what brought me to this podcast in the first place is I think the story is interesting. And, you know, I, I still, <laughs> as I said, I think jury's out for me on whether or not it's good because I've only seen this <laughs> small part of it. But it's interesting and it makes me think a lot. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's a good thing. That's a thing that I like in uh, my media in general. You know, I mean, so, you know, you were talking about how it's... it's um, these themes about growing up, you know, and I think that that is even there in some of the overarching things about like the nature of the worlds and being able to reach other worlds, you know, these, Mm -hmm. you aren't able to go out and discover a world until you're older. And I think the other thing too, is learning that the world is a lot more complicated than you thought, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's because I, one thing I keep thinking about is, you know, the, the thing at the end of the game is that they um, lock away Kingdom Hearts, I guess, and so they're locking away the world of dark. But that means that now people can. I like that you said, I guess, because you don't really quite understand what actually happened. Sure. Locking the door to darkness is a very weird thing that you don't yeah. really get a lot of it because the game just ends. Yeah, yeah. it kind of does. But you know, like the the thing that I keep thinking about is the fact that when they succeed, they once again um, separate all the worlds semi permanently, mm-hmm. and I feel That's- like. And I feel like that is sort of kind of, you know, to, to me, there there is this, it seems like they're implying that having a separation of darkness and light in this way really isn't the way things should be. And that isn't like what, like, it, it, so, you know, you can see that as just like, you know, life is more complicated than that. Life is a mixture of lightness and dark or like even like maturity is like being able to, to have lightness and dark. Uh, yeah, in, in your life, I'm, I'm I glad think you said that because a recurring uh, plot point with Sora, especially as we go on, is going to be the fact that, like, make no mistake, he is the hero of the story, but it's not like the reason he's the hero is because he's a pure light and there's nothing like bad about him, mm-hmm. like. Like Sora, Sora has negative qualities about himself, mm-hmm. but. 
yeah, like you said, it's it's not about like carving out all the darkness and leaving only the light. That's yeah. not the the solution I mean, to solving the world. The next game is basically entirely about those negative qualities. I know, and I I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for you to not have to play that game. Um, <laughs> it's I was, so good. It sucks. It's I. I'm so f- okay. If I can just get a little bit about Chain of Memories real quick, yeah, please. Uh, uh, I'm so frustrated with that game because it's too hard. <laughs> but I like the cards. And mm-hmm. like, I know that's not a common take, but I think the card system is like a really cool way of like dueling with other characters. And it's just too fast and too hard. And I hate Vexen so much. Um, <laughs> I'll have to tweet the horrific nightmare clip of me streaming Chain of Memories and fighting Vexen. And you were playing it on an easier difficulty than I was. I think I was playing on beginner. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a brutal game. Um, the um, but anyway, I yeah, I think that that's interesting. I've always thought that the the fact that you can only open up to other the only way that you can open up to other worlds is by letting the, it lets the darkness into worlds. Mm-hmm. is super interesting and uh, from like if approached from that perspective of like um like uh like what what it means to mature and to see other places outside of yourself that that kind of causes in your own world in your own life the decay of worlds that you've been to and worlds that you know mm-hmm. right and because there's it- only so much of you and, and staying like locked off to darkness can provide a kind of stasis where you know things can, can things can exist as it is, but you're not going to have that exchange of like people and ideas, and it mm-hmm. will be it will be stagnant unless you open yourself up to the potential of like darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, right, like the the solution was never for the Destiny Islands to just stay like isolated forever. <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. Right, and I guess I don't know where these games are going exactly, but it, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I, <laughs> I've talked about my theory a little bit of what's going on, um, and it really does seem to me that like the end game of Kingdom Hearts should be about kind of obliterating the barrier between darkness and light, and because that's kind of the way the world used to be. But I, I don't. Oh I don't know. man, there's. Ah, there's there's so much juicy stuff that's so far away. <laughs> I'm really curious. Um, so in the final, I haven't heard the final episode yet. Um, did you guys talk about the secret bosses and about the secret, uh, the secret cutscene? We the did. We, we did. Yeah. We did. Yes. Okay. I love that cutscene. Um, the cutscene is interesting because, as as we said on our last episode, like it's. It's not strictly speaking lore. No. But a, most of what we see in it is represented in the actual story at some point. Yeah, I mean I would say that um it's very important like that cutscene was such a fucking like huge thing. I remember seeing it. I didn't even play Kingdom Hearts. My friend was just like you got to see this. It's so cool. He has two keyblades. Um, I never, you know what, when I was a kid, I never unlocked it. I knew that there was an incredible cool cutscene at the end of Kingdom Hearts, and I never saw it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't see it. I couldn't get to it. But yeah. And it, it wasn't really the kind of thing where you could just like pop onto YouTube and watch it. 
Oh man, I actually don't know that I had seen it until this podcast. You, it's neat, and uh, having started Kingdom Hearts two, it's very important to watch it going into Kingdom Hearts two. I think. Um. Yeah. Well, if you don't see it, you you'll you'll see kinda, it in the you, game well, you in get, its own you, way. Yeah. Okay. I I do want to say also because I I keep mentioning juicy stuff on the horizon. Uh, when we get to the fucking mobile games. Mm, I've in, got them installed. F- oh boy, for for all their all their good and bad points, uh, I I love the story of those games and uh, the the YouTube uh, Kingdom Hearts guy who compiled all the big important cutscenes into a big video that I have seen it through coordinated a gigantic fan dub. And the trailer just wow. went up, and I'm I'm really excited Ooh, for that. That's neat because it's mostly it, I, it I looks mean, great. I know nothing about them. It's mostly Keyblade War stuff, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I okay. would say that's a a fair summation of it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to talk about that. No, <laughs> you'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so I guess I mean I should probably talk a little bit about my own. Um, experience sure. with yeah, sure. Were you about to say something, Drew? Yeah. Oh, I heard Keyblade War, and I just wanted to know how many, how many big boats do they fight in the Keyblade War? And if it's zero, None. then then fuck the Keyblade War. It's zero, zero big boats in the Keyblade War. I just zero I, big boats. I've never, Keyblade. I've, I'm, I haven't moved past, and never will move past big boat. <laughs> well, I've got sad, sad news for you. Big Boat will never return. Yeah, Big Boat's gone. Except Although, for Kingdom Hearts 4. Big Boat where, will be the main character of Kingdom Hearts 4 for sure, but mm-hmm. I No, no, say, actually, the main mechanic of Kingdom Hearts 4 will be turning you and your friends into big boats to fight the other big boats. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, well, the that's going to be a tie-in of, with Disney Pixar's new hit film, Boats. The main character <laughs> of Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to be, uh, is going to be uh, uh, Ansem Stand. Uh, the, the Come no, Guardian. Move, moving on. The Come Guardian. Yeah. Moving on. We're, we're not talking about the Come Guardian right now. Maybe <laughs> later. Um, <laughs> I wanted to say um, there is. I, I don't. I'm not going to get too into it. But I was thinking about it after I said no more big boat. The final. The final boss of Kingdom Hearts Two does kind of get a big boat. He. That's good. Yeah, and and also. Uh, also, Chain of Memories, though it's kind of like a big parade float, almost. <laughs> the final boss of Chain of Memories does kind of get built into a a big. But, I mean, yeah, so I don't like even know how big boat, big boat is kind of a Final Fantasy thing more than oh, a, yeah. oh, more than yeah. a Kingdom Hearts sure. thing. Is yeah. like when you have nowhere to go, when you're at, <laughs> on boat. your last legs. Become boat is the answer. I'm on my last legs. You know what I need to get rid of? Legs. <laughs> legs. I am exactly. a boat now. No boat time. The legs are holding me back. Um, yeah. yeah, I wanted to see more Final Fantasy X stuff, but Sam's still not done. I think so. Never mind. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't played it in a little while. It's so good. I was in the Grand Canyon. I was um, <laughs> metaphorically speaking. Yeah, so right. yeah, I've been, I mean, I've been thinking a lot about Nomura stuff lately, and I'm thinking about eight. And I wish that eight was as popular as seven because eight is so good. It's weird and messy. Is it good? It's really good. Because like, it was my first Final Fantasy, and I loved it as a kid. But I, I've heard people say that they don't think it's that good. I mean, do you you like lore, right? Oh, I love lore. 
then you'll love Final Fantasy uh, Final Fantasy VIII. I love that game. It's like the sci-fi concepts in it are so interesting and so cool. Mm, uh, and people, I never did finish it. People don't like some of them, but I, I, I really like that game. Um, anyway, so my own experience with Kingdom Hearts, just briefly, <laughs> sure, is uh, before this year, the only game that I had played any substantial amount of was... Uh, was Chain of Memories. Right, right. You mentioned that. And yeah. I said, oh God, oh no. Not And not re-Chain of Memories. Uh, Chain of Memories for the, D, for the, G, the GBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for... A, like, I was playing that when I was eight. And so I did not get past Monstro. No, I, I, I wouldn't imagine. I barely got past Monstro on my current playthrough. And... Uh, Def- and I did not beat it on my current playthrough. But anyway. I very strongly remember getting absolutely uh, irreversibly stuck on the Jafar genie fight. Really? Uh, I've always found and... I've always found that to be an unbelievably easy fight. Uh, mm-hmm. The um, uh, But yeah, the I just didn't understand how you broke cards and stuff. Um I would just like spam the button and add as many cards to my deck as I could and be like, mm-hmm. why can't I add Simba? Oh, well. Um, anyway, uh, but I had heard a lot about Kingdom Hearts uh, through my friends in like middle school. So I knew about the nobodies and I knew about Roxas and I knew about all sorts of stuff. Uh, and I kind of, you know, culturally osmosed a lot of concepts from Kingdom Hearts like, uh, but I, I am currently in the process of playing through them all. Um, I am on Kingdom Hearts 2 now. I, I started the first one when I started listening to this podcast and, and got through it in basically a week. And now I'm on 2. Well, then I did Chain of Memories up until uh, fucking Vexen. And then I watched the rest. And then uh, now, I'm on, now I'm on 2. And I'm really enjoying it. Uh, nice. The reaction commands seem to be the answer to a lot of what's wrong with the game. <laughs> Well, I disagree, but I think, uh, or wait, that's wrong with the first one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do want to say, because I totally forgot to bring it up, I did run a poll on our Twitter uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, 26% of responders said that they have never played Kingdom Hearts. 5% hmm. said that they actively hate it, which I'm interested in. <laughs> I used to. I used to actively hate it, because I thought it was cringe and it reminded me of middle school. <laughs> um, uh, but now uh, it's cringe, and I love it. Yeah, so. cr- cringe is good, though. I think. Yeah, it, well, and like I don't know, Nomura is so like I feel like a lot of recent um, there's been a lot of reappraisal of the 2000s aesthetic. Abs- yeah, in recent years, and it's causing me to realize how unbelievably cool and stylish a lot of the designs of Kingdom Hearts are. Um, well, I wouldn't go that far. No, they are. They rule. <laughs> um, I'm not even. Not like un, and also playing Kingdom Hearts two has been wild because it's like you you're seeing characters from Advent Children and Ten Two, and it's just like my man Nomura was on top of the world at this point. <laughs> he was he had nowhere to go but up. It's crazy all the shit that he just got to made that make that was uh-huh. really kind of just for him. It was so indulgent, and it's yeah. like it is because what they're indulging is just the taste that has been made. Like he is, 
he has made the taste. Now he gets to just fucking do whatever. And I want to go back to there. Uh, yeah, and, and I think I know. I think I'm with you on that because, like, you know, modern video games look really good, but they rarely look really stylish in that way. I guess big mm-hmm. games, big games, don't look that stylish in that way. I should say in a different. Like, I think there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of cool indie shit that looks awesome, but like, I, I don't think you know. It's like, yeah. Boy, does Joel look really wet and haggard now, but he doesn't. Boy, does he. But he doesn't have. He At only, a rate of he 1, only wears one belt. Per second. He only wears yeah. one belt, and that sucks. Boo. Yeah. The more money you have when you're making a video game, the more you can make it look like real life. And then I play it and I go, oh, damn, I've been there. Like yeah. the ideal Kingdom Hearts. I'm there right now. The ideal Kingdom Hearts game is just uh, Disney giving. Tetsuya Nomura, unlimited amounts of money and not requiring him to do anything. Uh, <laughs> and it's because, like, that's like, like, I feel like to like Nomura made like, like Kingdom Hearts made all of the Disney worlds so that they could make Hollow Bastion or God, Hollow Bastion uh, in yeah. the world. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Um, I, I think, I mean, this is, this is why, no. No, I was going to say this is why Union Cross, the mobile game, is so good because it's... But no, I'm remembering that the reason I feel like there's no Disney worlds in it is because the video of all the important cutscenes, like, cut them out. Literally, I was watching the the trailer for the fan dub. Uh, I, do, I should say, I don't remember the exact username of the, of the person who made this. I'm going to pull it up real quick to give him credit. It's Demo. Demo279 is the YouTuber. Uh, Thank and you, Demo. Huge thanks, thanks to Demo, Demo. because uh, I I don't think I would have really truly gotten back into Kingdom Hearts in the way that I did without his Union Cross video. But I was watching the trailer uh, for <laughs> for the fandom that he's working on, and it was like fifty bazillion voiced lines, dramatically reduced Disney worlds. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. You know, <laughs> just I- cut them. Get him out of here. Obviously, I'm not super far in, but I think that, I don't know, that's so weird to me. that I, I get that the less interesting lore happens there, but it, it isn't Kingdom Hearts without that stuff. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I totally agree. I think that the, the Disney, like, people uh, will say when I'm talking about it that they should just cut the Disney worlds out entirely, and I don't believe that. I think that is... They definitely, definitely shouldn't. Yeah. They just should is, make them better. They should all. make them better. They shouldn't <laughs> make me listen to Let It Go. Um, but uh, <laughs> but they, they are... The whole song! They are in what game... What game... What in, in games is called Sticky Friction. It is... They are play, game parts of the game that are not engaging, and they're not like what the player would want if asked of them. But they serve an perp- uh, 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 important purpose in setting the tone and pacing the game out. Which you know, yeah. like yeah. as much as I don't like uh, Deep Jungle, I still think it is. It makes Kingdom Hearts what it is. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't like playing Deep Jungle, but I had a great time watching the cutscenes, and like I I love the voice acting in uh-huh. Deep Jungle. I love Brian Blessed. I love the those ridiculous moments of of them like talking to gorillas who just stare at them and then yeah, walk away. it's incredible. Like uh, like the, it, they make the game what it is, and I think I love watching Clayton get crucified. Yeah. Oh, uh, Valen's asked. Oh, okay. <laughs> Val, Val is asking why you posted Hollow Bastion. 
<laughs> no ex. <laughs> What's this? Hollow, Hollow bastions. bastions. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys go ahead I'll, I'll, I'll handle this <laughs> oh god anyway uh yeah i think i think they're definitely better for the disney worlds i mean like because i can't remember if i talked about this on the podcast or not but i was i was talking about whether it was on the podcast or if i was just talking to lauren about this or whatever but i was talking about like imagining kingdom hearts as just like another final fantasy game where it's just you've got sora who is just an original character and you got riku and kairi you got uh ansem etc etc but then like sora's two friends that he meets up with are just like bobo and baba yeah and they're just original characters it just it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same thing that it is like even if it was like oh they're from a different world like it just it it is better for the stupid fucking crossover this is pretty far in the future but i feel like this is a thought that i was having a lot going out of the prologue of two um which is i must say one of the best parts of any video game i've ever played so good i can't Um, wait and it's just like, what if Kingdom Hearts was its own game? And I feel like that that has legs, but it can't. It you need the Disney parts, and, and that's unfortunate because I don't like <laughs> what modern Disney might do to Kingdom Hearts no. in any way. No, um, but it is a necessary part of the thing. Yeah, and I think that I think it is right to understand that it's compromised because they have to work with Disney. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's that's like a that's. I think people are right when they think it's a weakness of the of the storytelling that they have to like work within Disney's parameters. But it's also yeah, a strength, I would say. It, like, yeah, but yeah, it, it can't. Yeah, it, it's also more interesting. It's just yeah, it's obviously not executed well. Sometimes you get, you know, I think um, I think like the Halloween world was amazing. I thought that was really great. But mm-hmm. then I fucking hated Agrabah the whole time. So yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's you know, it's necessity is the mother of invention, and sometimes those inventions are better than others. Is ultimately <laughs> where it comes down to. I I really want to believe that Nomura came away from three, knowing, like, okay, some of that we didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. If they if I'm restricted in four, I'll try to do it better. I really want to believe that. And at the end of the day. I I still love Kingdom Hearts 3, even though you have to listen to all of Let It Go for the entire song. Yeah, and I mean, in, in 2, you have to play through fucking Port Royale. Um, people like it. I know people like it. They're wrong. Um, <laughs> I just they played are. it, and they're wrong. Uh, the uh, I uh, You didn't like hearing a really bad Johnny, Johnny Depp impression? impression. Uh, the, uh, but yeah, like I think that without um the disney part we don't get stuff like end of the world and we don't get stuff like you right. said in 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 2 uh and i think that those are really the magical really cool parts of it and we don't get stuff like goofy from disney going the hardless the hardless <laughs> nominee um yeah you and it's nominee. like you know like it's i know the- you don't know nominee yet but it's the funniest thing that goofy says <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, and you know, it's like, you know, people maybe would ask, like, if there's different stuff they should have been doing, like, if it was, 
Like, what if it was just all public domain or something like that, I guess? They could do what they wanted with it. But I think mm-hmm. then, I think it then loses impact because it's not as recognizable or, or meaningful, I guess, to the generation of people that the games are aimed at. And, I, and it's also, you don't, like, the other thing is Disney money. Um, you get money from Disney, and that money right. allows you to you make the games to the level of polish that they have. Okay, but now I now I do want to circle back to that and say, who would Sora encounter in the public domain Kingdom Hearts game? Well, it's Snow White and the Seven friend, Little Friends. Well, well, they're already in it. Uh, well, it'd be Dracula, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, pretty good. Pretty uh, good. Pinocchio. Already there, but yeah, he would be there. Uh, Winnie the Pooh parentheses not wearing a red shirt. Yeah, Winnie the Winnie the Pooh, um, Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. <laughs> I'm having a problem because I'm trying to think of public domain characters that he would meet, and the only thing my brain is giving me is Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and that's not a character. <laughs> that's not a character. That's a that a character? Uh, no, it'd be Sherlock Holmes. Um, Sherlock Holmes is only a little bit. Rob Sherlock and... Holmes, but he's not allowed to have emotions because that's that's copyrighted. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin Hood. I'm looking at a list now. Some of these are good. Yeah, he would. There would definitely be a Robin Hood world, which would be pretty good. Honestly, honestly, uh, why isn't there, like why isn't there a Robin Hood world in Kingdom Hearts already? Robin Hood parentheses. Oh yeah, Disney. yeah right. Oh, I'm seeing because because now they can only put stuff in if it's like promoting an ongoing franchise. Mm. You know what? I'm I'm starting to change my mind. This might be a better game. You've got Buck Rogers. You've got <laughs> all right. That'd be pretty sick. Yeah, you've got, let's see, uh, you got Cthulhu, that'd be pretty good. Um, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, he, Sora explores, honestly, Sora explores race science. Yeah. Honestly, that that could be, not the race science part, but the, <laughs> that could be a really cool world, to be honest. Sora goes to Arkham. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, but I think, I mean, it is what it is, and... Again, I just, yeah, I, I don't really get people that are like, just get rid of that stuff and just give me a Final Fantasy game, I guess. Because, like, Final Fantasy... Because it's like, yeah, it's the it's the not Final Fantasy stuff that makes the Final Fantasy stuff special, and it's, like, it being informed by it that makes it Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not a fan of Super Smash Bros. generally. I think those games are alright, but I, I don't really have that much fun playing them. Alright. However... Sora is in Smash now. It's mm-hmm. very cool. Which yeah. means they could bring in all manner of shit. That does that's not what that means. You know, they they kind of It is in the sense that it means that there is a business side connection there. You know, they they've opened the door to Snake appearing in Smash, so why can't they open the door to Raiden appearing in Kingdom Hearts? Um I mean, he already does. That's true. That is Riku. A bad example. No, I was I was going to say uh, uh, Axel. Um, oh, that's true. Axel is Quentin Flynn. Unfortunately. Um, I mean, I, you know, Smash Brothers already kind of did Kingdom Hearts. They did the subspace emissary thing, which was <laughs> which was all of them, you know. The, like, yeah, you know, I don't know. Miserably boring to play. Like, the other thing is that Great Kingdom scenes, Hearts is, is widely regarded as the most toxic IP in, in video games. No right. one wants to work with it. How do you mean? Like, it is such a legal nightmare to work with Kingdom Hearts. Right. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine yeah. the amount of money that Sakurai had to spend out of his own wallet to put uh to put that, that Mickey keychain on, on Sora's Keyblade? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's why they're in the situation that they are now, where they're like, you know, we we got permission to use Tarzan in the first game, and how did that work out for us? Exactly. Let's just let's just only do stuff that we have full control over yeah. to prevent anything like that from happening again. And they do pull out some cool stuff. Like they do put like there's one everyone knows in Kingdom Hearts two that I won't say that is an unbelievably cool pull. Um, but uh, still, I, I wish they would... that is, but don't don't say it on the podcast. I'll I put guess. it in host channel. Okay, Val will also be confused about this. Okay, um, I have opinions about that, but anyway, All right, we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> deleted before Val can get confused. Mm-hmm. Val doesn't deserve that. Uh, any any other thoughts before we start to wrap this up? Uh, I was just gonna say, yeah, you know, I do think it would be. It, while I think I mentioned that I'm not sure I'm like super excited for Star Wars to show up, um, I do like the idea of other media showing up that isn't Disney necessarily. If they can make that, yeah, work, you know, I, I, I think, think. I think I'm okay with Star Wars. I don't. I'm not super. I'm still not great on Marvel. Um, Marvel's worse than Star Wars. Unless it's it's Ghost Rider. I think for me, like, when I heard people saying, like, oh my god, it looks like they're really teasing Star Wars in the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, I was pretty, like, sour about it. But then I thought about, like, if they do it right, because, like, I think that the best Disney stuff in these games, in, in terms of the Disney worlds, is when they do uh usually an original story that's not just retelling the movie although I, i'll be honest some of the movie retellings i think are good mm-hmm, like um, like frozen no but like i really like the tangled world in kingdom hearts 3 even though a lot of it is literally just like shot for shot sora and friends watch tangled yeah but um i think the the stuff that is best is when they take a theme that they are playing with in Kingdom Hearts and tie it into the world. Yeah, and that's the thing yeah. is that it works really well with the Star Wars. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, I think I think that they're... I, I don't know what I would hypothetically want from a Star Wars world, but... I think it I would could, work. Yeah. I think that, like, Sora making, like, a deep emotional connection through the, like, how how he can relate to what Luke Skywalker is going through... I think that their friendship could be genuinely really fun to see. Uh, more realistically, though, it's going to be a commercial for Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that's probably it. And I'm going to be really, really mad and sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if... But, what if know, but Sor- hey, you know, what else is Star Wars? Um, Sora's going to have to be disguised as Grogu. and Yeah, um, he's going to meet... Uh, uh, no, Donald's gonna be Grogu, and Sora's gonna be um, Glob Shido, and Goofy's gonna be Babu Baby Freak. Yoda. And then oh. Babu Frick is gonna be there, and he's gonna Dude, if Babu smile. Fr- okay, wait, if Babu Frick is there, I'm in. I haven't seen any of those movies, I just know that people have feelings about Babu uh, Frick. Yeah, I like Babu Frick, he's the only good part of that third movie. Um... Well- We'll actually get to spend time with all the characters that die off screen in the last Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like maybe it'll make a better third Star Wars movie than I don't want to get into that. I don't want to speculate on that. Uh, Alternate yeah. take: 
Sora is going to befriend a young Anakin Skywalker. He's going to pod race in a Keyblade-shaped pod racer. Honestly, Mm. if it was prequels, I I would be down. I think I would genuinely prefer Sora going into the Star Wars prequels to Sora going into the Star Wars sequels. sequels. Yes, I, I mean, at this point, I prefer the prequels. Um, because that's the thing, is like, if Sora goes to the new movies, then I'd be like, this is a commercial. If Sora goes to the prequels, then I'm, I'm like, just like, they, what the fuck? Yeah. You must really believe in this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Sora... Actually, I think the prequels match the tone of Kingdom Hearts a lot better. Exactly. In that they're a fucking mess. I wonder what, I, I wonder what Kingdom Hearts is... I wonder what Sora's midichlorian count is. Off the charts. Fuck. Um, in some way... <laughs> uh, Sora also doesn't have a dad, kind of seems like. Yeah. Maybe. Sora doesn't have we parents. We literally don't know. Yeah. yeah. I am I am now visualizing Sora dangling upside down in the ice cave and summoning his keyblade to his hand to hack himself down. I'm thinking about Sora talking I am about sand. <laughs> <laughs> the way that that conversation would go if it was Kingdom Hearts is that Anakin is talking to Padme and he's like, Ugh, I hate sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. And Sora would be standing behind him and go, no way. <laughs> no way. It's really cool. I'm, I I'm love from sand. an island. And, Sora, and then Anakin will not respond. And Sora sticks his thumbs in Anakin's mouth. That's basically... I mean, that's basically what happens in Port Royale. In the spoilers. Um, <laughs> is that the story of Pirates of the Caribbean happens, and uh, they ignore Sora. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These cursed coins with the bloods on them. Wow, that's crazy! Where's the rum go? <laughs> You're so funny, Jack! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right, I think we I think we can wrap this up. All right. Yeah. Uh, next next episode, we will be back with Kingdom Hearts Re Chain of Memories. The true Kingdom Hearts starts here, as they say every game. Yes. I'm I'm so excited. It's a a hell of a thing to play, but a hell of a thing parentheses good to watch. I, I just... uh, you know, I'd say it. The true Kingdom Hearts really does start there. Mm-hmm. Should I just stop playing Kingdom Hearts 1 and play <laughs> Chain of Memories You should instead? not, no. in, under any circumstances, <laughs> play Chain of Memories. I, I love card battlers, though. It's not. It's not it's good. Not, <laughs> not like this. Not like this. You're not con- I, I mean, look. You're not convinced. You can if you want. Mm-hmm. You can if as you long want, as, but you're going to learn. As long as you ver- also watch the cutscenes. You're learning. You're going to yeah. learn very quickly. I will. Like, I will. I will do my homework, Sam, but I also want to play maybe a, the bad game, I guess, a little bit. I, I, like, it's so it's so frustrating because it's not a bad game. The card battling system is really genuinely cool. It's just impossible. It's just <laughs> so fucking hard. Um, it's that they took, they took a card game and they shoved it into the shape of a button-mashing third-person swing-em-up. Right. It just, uh, it, it just, uh, it, it, anyway, it's a good game. It's really good. I like it a lot. It's okay. good. It, it makes a lot of people cry. It hasn't made me cry, but it, I can't guarantee that it won't. Oh, it did for sure make me cry. <laughs> like, I, I had a lot of crying between the two days where I finished watching the cutscenes for Chain of Memories and I started playing Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, it's a sign of a good game. It is. Uh, anyway, 
yeah, I think I think that's all I have to say. I don't I don't have a crackpot corner. I realized like five minutes before we started recording that I maybe should have, but I I don't. Yeah, I mean, I my mean, cra- the Star Wars thing was kind of a crackpot corner. <laughs> my crackpot corner crackpot. continues that the worlds are created by little children inside dreaming of properties they loved. <laughs> like oh wait, like Saint no- like Saint Nowhere. I was thinking, well, I, I, I kind of more like how Final Fantasy X happens. But Saint Elsewhere. That's yeah, the, yeah. But yeah. Okay. My crackpot corner is that the Heartless are from Halloween Town because they are scary and they look like ghosts. Okay, cool. Got it. You didn't even talk about the White Knights. You talked about the Search Ghosts who actually originate in, they're more... In Monstro. In Monstro. Uh, I, I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I... <laughs> when we were kids, we always laughed whenever we saw the name White Knight because we didn't know that the word white as mm-hmm. like a zombo was a thing. So mm-hmm. we just thought that they spelled it wrong in the video game. Yeah. Fools that we were. Fools that you were. I love the White Knights. They're some of my favorite enemies. Um, They, they are cool. Uh, But people can't see them. So it's hard to really mm-hmm. uh, explain why. They're mummies. They're, they're gangly they're mummies. mummies. They're gangly mummies. That actually was really easy to explain. Yeah. Uh, we're hosted on Noispace.xyz, where you can listen to podcasts like Digimon Ghost Gaze, Elite Full Restore, Draining the Swamp, Giants Confirmed, Ham Steak. Wow. Picking up something good about Radiohead. Wow. Oh. And of course, Giga and I are here, so we have to shout out Dr. Huh? LMNOP. I like how we said the same the same idea about two different podcasts. <laughs> um, I don't remember if did I did I last episode did Doctor Huh already exist? I think it did. Yeah, we talked about it because I talked about how Stephen Moffat tells stories like in the same way <laughs> sometimes. Yes, <laughs> but you can you can listen to my podcast Doctor Huh. I don't think it had a feed last time, but it does have a feed now. So mm, check it out. It's eating. It's eating. You can also RSS. listen to our podcast, Zero to Zero, with uh, one Valve Flight Cub of Element OP fame, where we talk about uh, superhero movies that are, for the most part, not good. Um, <laughs> Once in a while, they give us a good one, but it's not very Yeah, often. but it's been a while since Daredevil. Um, <laughs> we are currently watching Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance, and... It's not very getting good. A, getting uh, a little heated. Uh, yeah. I, well... You two go first. I don't think we usually do. Oh, you don't do plugs. Twitters. Okay, well, goodbye. <laughs> I mean, you could you could do your plugs. Oh, yeah, your I, I don't need to do plugs. I, I'm I'm Giga. You can uh, contact me on Twitter at Gigalithic. If you want me to draw buff Riku, I'll do it for you. Um, <laughs> Riku's of any size, really, um, or not Riku's of any size. I'm an artist, and you can commission me to draw things. <laughs> That's all. And like we say at the end of every episode, key on blade, key blade, key blade. Key what blade. if I just make you say it? What do you <laughs> do? You guys prefer Oathkeeper or Oblivion? I don't. I don't know that Drew has seen either of them. I've seen them. I think I. You have seen them. I think I prefer Oathkeeper. I'm a. I'm I always a... used Oblivion because Oathkeeper is a magic keyblade, and I don't use magic in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. I do now. I didn't used to as a kid. I think I'm I think I'm an Oblivion fan. Yeah. It's just it's just subjectively better in the first game. Anyway. <laughs> Key on blading, keyblade, and all that other stuff. Keyblade. 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 One game closer 
to actually getting that line. Miku? This is the power we need. Don't you want to find Kyrie anymore? Yeah, but not like this. This is the only way. They're too strong. You can't fight them. You're not a hero, Sora. You're just a kid. No. I'm a hero. <laughs> 